Hey, everybody. Um, I just wanted to get in here before the episode today. Uh, as you might expect, things are a little bit out of whack, you could say. Um, so usually we record these episodes in person, as you can probably tell. Um, we obviously had a few episodes stacked up and ready to go in the last few months. Uh, but for obvious reasons, we haven't been able to actually get together since like late February. Um, so we're getting set up to record remotely. Um, we've got one more episode to release that we recorded together. But today's little special treat is a canon-only episode, and uh, it's really fun. I'm, I, I really hope you enjoy it. Um, I don't want to take up too much of your time on this one, so I'll just say please share the podcast with a friend. You can find us in all the places, you know. Um, and as always, thanks to Travis Lee Eller for allowing us to use his music. Um, and that's, uh, that's all I got for you. Um, so thanks for hanging out. Thanks for being understanding, and uh, we will see you next time. Bye, y'all. Cannon, you have just departed to your destination, and you go back to your bunk, had a long conversation, and decide uh, this is a good time for a nap. Hyperspace always kind of calms you down. You lay down, you kind of put your head back, and the dull hum of the hyperdrive just kind of uh, calms you and puts you to sleep. I've been awake for like four episodes now, so... It's a long time, yeah. Probably time for a nap. (laughs) Yeah, naps only happen when the story really needs a flashback or something. So speaking of that, the camera zooms in very close to your face and there's the blue light of the cabin illuminating and then the light shifts and changes to a red light and you see a much younger face of Canon and then the light okay. flashes away. <laughs> <laughs> You're an old man. Uh, the light flashes away and the voice comes on the intercom and it says, all hands to battle stations, all hands to battle stations. You instantly feel the rush of adrenaline as you you wake up uh what do you do first what do you have like next to yourself do you have your armor do you have your gun uh are we on a sort of transpo ship you Uh, are on the bright memory it's a um republic class cruiser um it's it's not it's a light cruiser it's not one of like the big ones um it's got like big uh, turbo cruiser like uh, cruisers people uh, there's about 200 people on board. Oh, okay. uh, about 100, 100 of them, um, when they started, were in your company. You had been newly promoted as a captain uh, a tra- in charge of like t- uh, 12 squads. Um, but during this mission... 12 uh, squads? 12 Damn. squads. of, of almost uh, a dozen. Of nine people. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> um, that's just a little joke. I know how many a dozen is. <laughs> So like a even Baker does oh, that's further away. Okay, so you're. I just don't on, want the Twitter mentions. <laughs> you will be lucky for Twitter mentions. Please correct me. Uh, <laughs> voice comes on um, intercom. This sound, uh, um, the 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 buzzing sound of the siren. You wake up. You look around. Uh, you know your battle station is on the bridge. Um, in case you're put on a mission or something, you go there, but currently your battle station is on the bridge. So your, your eyes open, you're awake. Uh, what do you do first? Like when you wake up as a commander, uh, you're in the barracks there, you're surrounded by several of the other squads. Maybe you have your own room. Uh, I think I, if I was sleeping, I think the first thing I would do is, uh, put on my, uh, laminate armor. Um, can't 
sleep in all of that. So yes. I dawn all of that before tragedy strikes. Got it. Uh, so so you, you get up and you put on your armor, you grab your heavy gun, um, and everybody else kind of knows the orders if they heard the, the ship wide. So they'll all be going on the, the same thing. Uh, so, you know, you know, your men, you've trained them well. Um, and you head towards the bridge. Uh, you on the first mission, this was your first mission as, as a, um, a clone captain. And it started as kind of <laughs> simple, uh, supply. I used chain to be rate. a regular captain. Now I'm a clone captain. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you started like raiding simple supply ships, uh, and, it had turned from just like a couple runs to a six month long campaign. And you had started to chase down, um, uh, uh, Count Dooku. No. (laughs) Okay. Um, a a mark that was, uh, kind of got your general to its wits end and it had taken you to the outer reaches of the galaxy and going so far in unfriendly territory, um, uh, finding leads and still making hits where you could, uh, you guys have suffered considerable losses. Um, you're down to about a handful of TIE fight or of, uh, Republic fighters or not TIE fighters yet. And, uh, you have only one, uh, assault transport and you've lost about half of your squads. Um, the, the general had been tracking a CAS fanatic fringe known as the hidden sect. And it was led by Lord Hain. Um, this, uh, they, they kind of were an offshoot of, of the CIS and started doing their own campaign, uh, took over Sorry, their own uh, space. Yeah. Now, obviously I know what the CIS is. Oh, the, the Confederate, uh, Confederacy of independent systems, the, all right, the bad that's exactly what I was going to say. Got it. <laughs> Sometimes acronyms are thrown around so much in war that nobody really knows what they're mean anymore, but they, they've they lost the, <laughs> the purpose. Uh, the bad guys, uh, the droids. Um, it's a collection of a whole bunch of uh, trade partners. Uh, it was like the techno union, the trade federation, a whole bunch of different um, large corporate entities basically got together and had a waged war against the Republic. Um, and they had acquired and researched considerable technology, but uh, the hidden sect lacked the numbers and the production of the other members of the Confederacy. Uh, And you had engaged their uh, cruiser scorn many times, inflicting severe damage to it, but it was able to escape because of an onboard cloaking field that uh, had allowed them to elude you several times. But you were able to outsmart it thanks to your Jedi general that is leading the charge. And the the ship had. Oh, been, I'm escorting a Jedi general. Yes. Type, uh, which one? Uh, the Jedi general. Mm-hmm. Which you know right off the top of your head. <laughs> right off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a long time, and sometimes your flashbacks aren't super specific. Uh, so it takes a while for it to kind of jog your memory. Sure. Like, yeah. Oh, this was such an important person in my past. Like what? What was that name? What? Yeah, well, you know dreams, right? Especially yeah. clone dreams. And then, and then you remember, like, oh, General Suresh. That's right, uh, General Suresh. That that Jedi Suresh. Yeah. Wait, can I Back drop a little joke here, real quick? Uh, yes. Do clones dream of clone cheap? That's nothing. 
All right, let's keep going. <laughs> when you said you wanted to drop a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I meant um, I wanted to introduce a clunker and drop it. <laughs> I would like to uh, alienate half the audience, please. No. <laughs> um, so the general uh, had led the ship to cut off uh, a scorn from a large weapon cache that it was trying to access. Uh, and the bright memory was on patrol waiting for scorn to try to access it. So just kind of um, patrolling around, uh, seeing if it would pop back in, but making it very difficult because of the cloaking field. Uh, you get your gear ready and you get to the bridge and get to position and when you enter the bridge, you're the first one there. And uh, there are three people huddled around a terminal. And you just kind of walk up. You're not in command. You're not an officer. You're, you're an enlisted man. You're, you're a clone. You're, you, know, you, you run the troops, basically. But you need to know what's going on. So you walk forward. Uh, and you hear one of them, uh, Lieutenant Commander uh, Olam. And she, is, uh, she takes charge during the night when the senior officers like sleep and stuff. She's kind of the night crew. Uh, and because you need a crew 24 hours, she's there. And she says to the, the crewman uh, running the console, Has it moved? Uh, no, ma'am. And the crewman says back to her. Then the door opens behind you, and Captain Palamore and the senior offer, uh, officers enter the bridge. Uh, uh, and Olam turns and salutes and says, the bridge is yours, Captain. And uh, the, the captain says, thank you, Commander. What is the status? Then you can tell he's also very groggy. Um, I think hey, we this guy's a captain. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, this guy's a captain. Is he on the same level as me or is he like a different kind of captain? Yeah, a different kind of captain. He's okay. a, um, a Republic Navy captain. So he's okay. captain of the ship and you're captain in the army, basically uh, captain of a clone captain. Um, so okay. you control all the, sh- the the troops and he controls the ship and all its operations. Cool. Um, and uh, sorry, I'm really bad at military. So. Oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Uh, first command out. You're not expected to know everything. You know? Yeah. Tight. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, L- Lieutenant Commander uh, Olama says, uh, I think we found her, Captain. When we last fought Scorn, there was a high level of Panzor gas. Uh, when we hit its deflectors, th- there was a surge of irons released. I think we possibly charged the hull, and it's having an effect on the cloaking shield. And uh, Captain Palomar says, very well. Call the and he's interrupted as the bridge door opens and uh, General uh, Sirish um, stands at the doorway and walks in. And you've uh, served under General Sirish uh, several times, um, and it like ever since you were basically um, assigned a general, you've served under her. Uh, and she, you never quite understood. Um, and but you've heard some of the crew talking about her that she was from a species that evolved past the need uh, for eyes to see, and she wears a dark covering over her eyes. But this is like where her like she has a very direct nature, and with eye covering and a very direct nature, it's really hard to read people. And she has kind of got a menacing presence uh, from some of the officers and the crew. And yeah, she sounds terrifying. Pretty terrifying. Yeah. You know she's actually pretty kind and pretty gentle. Um, but how do you feel about like that? She's very direct, and she doesn't look at you. She's, uh, in all intensive purposes, uh, s- uh, sightless, like visually. 
Uh, I, as a real human in the real world, think that's terrifying. Canon in this great world that you've created, uh, it, it perfectly normal. Uh, he's um, pretty dedicated military man. Uh, he's not all that concerned with uh, who's leading him. Uh, you know, he's kind of born and bred and died in the wool, right? So. Yep. Uh, it's all just chain of command to him. Uh, and I think after this amount of time, they uh, understand each other fairly well. I don't think he fully understands. I don't think he even really kind of understands the force. He kind of sees mm-hmm. it as sort of just uh, a sort of magic, sort of mm-hmm. even even though it's more present around than it is in later movies. <laughs> Uh, uh, I, I think it's still something he doesn't see often and it's usually, uh, I, I don't, I don't know what her specialty is, mm-hmm. uh, but I imagine she, it's not like, uh, why, she, why don't you tell me? <laughs> yeah. Well, now that you ask him, <laughs> it floods back to you. Uh, her specialty was she could not see, but she could detect, um, convergences in the force she could detect when two force energies would intersect so by looking at someone she could tell where they were going to like what what force energies of them like what lines would lead them so if she met somebody she could not only tell who they've met but who they were going to meet and it wasn't always perfect and she knew it wasn't but if if she met somebody and she knew that who they were going to talk to or where they're going to go, or if they were going to be surrounded by some force energy, she could tell that even if they haven't done it yet. And this has come very useful many times, even if it's just moments in the future, she can kind of tell like, Oh, there's going to be a great pain here. Well, maybe there's a fight. Maybe people are going to die. And then Mm. she, she'd call you to basically be on your toes, be ready for a fight. Like this is an ambush, but it's not going to happen for 10 minutes. But knowing that you, it was a great tactical advantage and uh, it's always, it's gotten you out of several pretty hard scrapes. Yeah, that's cool. Cool. Uh, yeah. So I think he sees it as a, a tool basically. Uh, it, he certainly doesn't see the religious aspect mm-hmm. of it. Uh, religion's not really, a part of the Camino training regiment, I imagine. Yes. <laughs> uh, the Camino but, you know, chapel he... is pretty bare. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think they have a, a fair relationship, uh, but it's more a chain of command, and I don't think they're best friends, but certainly a, an appreciation of each other there. Yeah, cool. I imagine like a, they've like helped each other out of... Professional uh, respect, almost. Yeah, for sure. Um, so she walks onto the the bridge, uh, and she uh, the the captain doesn't say anything to her because he's kind of known better than to interrupt her. And she just looks, and her her head kind of raises, and then kind of turns like she's hearing something that no one else can hear. And then she says, "Captain Cannon, assemble the strike force. We're going to head them off at the weapon cache." And then she just turns and and uh, heads out of the room, and. 
as as soon as the command hits the the bridge is just a buzz people are moving back and forth uh all of the the senior officers that just came in and were just kind of checking up things go and relieve the junior officers jump into their stations the captain starts you know bringing uh you know calling the the pilots to basically get in there their craft and everything like that and you instantly call uh two two of your best squads to assemble into the the um hangar bay uh, and head there yourself. Um, pretty standard. Uh, you guys are quick. Um, and in just a few moments, you are on uh, the Lambda class heavy transport. If anybody wants to know what a Lambda class is, it's basically the ship that uh, they used in episode seven to like fly down to the planet. It's the ones with the weird wings that fold up and kind of make oh, a triangle. Yeah, sure. Um, so that's, that's the only one you have left. You had two. One of them got... Uh, destroyed but you guys uh, get on it and the the captain of the the lambda class um you you know the jedi general tells uh them to take off you take off and you start heading towards the weapon cache um and the transport lands and uh, you order uh the two squads to kind of spread out in the the landing bay and there's crates in uh, different places there's also a ship there um yeah how many clones in a squad uh, you have nine clones in a squad. Okay. Uh, you have the sergeant uh, who runs it, and then you have a corporal that is the second in command in case anything happens. There's a second in command. And then you have uh, seven troopers. Uh, they usually um, go in groups of four. One has the sergeant, one has the corporal, uh, and you're taking two squads with you. So you have uh, 19 uh, total troops, you included. Math checks yeah. out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, so yeah, you, you tell them to kind of spread out, they spread out and they kind of cover, cover the area. And there is a, um, big, uh, blast door. There's this large double blast door and it op- it's open and it goes into kind of a corridor. Uh, and the general starts to walk towards the open door. Uh, and then you hear the buzz of her lightsaber as blue light kind of fills the area. Oh, cool. Uh, and you um, you tell one of the the squads to stay by the ship and secure it, and then you take one of the squads with you uh, to follow the general. And uh, you advance to kind of the edge of where the the big blast doors are, and you look down. Uh, make a perception check, and that is going to be an average difficulty. Oh, perception check, cool. Oh, I did a wicked fail. Uh, <laughs> fail with an advantage. Nice. Okay. So you move up behind her. The, the light illuminates and uh, from her, her lightsaber fills the area. Uh, you advance. You're standing at the blast door uh, with the, the squad uh, behind you. You're kind of in the center. You've got four on your left, four on your right, and you're right behind the, the general. And uh, you look in the distance, and there's another blast door about 40 feet down. And it's just barely being illuminated by the blue glow of the lightsaber. And... um. She's That's stopped. like down the path of the first blast blast door. Yeah, yeah down it's the down the corridor. corridor. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh it's pretty wide. Uh it's um it's probably ten to twelve feet wide. Um and, and uh, uh kind of a rectangle shape, not as tall as it is wide. And she just stops there for a moment and then she kind of raises her hand up. And she's not moving but it looks like she's feeling a lot like she has the same facial expressions uh, from what you can tell and demeanor as if she's like feeling along a wall for like a secret 
uh, lever, but her hand is just like stationary in the air. And then all of a sudden she just, her body kind of twitches. She stops and then she grips her hand closed and you hear this loud popping sound and this electrical static. And instantly the cloak drops and you see uh, there is um, you, you raise your rifle and there are four battle droids in the, the hall. And then you see Lord Hain pulling this main, uh, malfunctioning cloaking device off his chest. And he like throws it down on the ground as it continues like spark and shock. And he like, reaches up as um as there's like static there um and there's this small little droid that's interacting with the door on the other side and he just kind of he's looking up he has eye contact uh with the the jedi and then there's this click and you see an indicator light above the the blast door and it changes from red to green and then uh he looks and he smiles and he says your timing could not be better, Jedi. And he reaches over to touch something on his uh, uh, one of his armbands, a button. And Suresh raises her hand, and it, his hand stops just shy of the button, just kind of holding in midair. And uh, he, he looks, and he sees it, and then he says, Kill them! Kill them now! Uh, as he yells at the, the battle droids. Uh, go ahead and roll a vigilance check. All right. What do these battle droids look like? Uh, they are your standard B1 battle droid, your friendly old Roger Roger models. Oh, with the uh, little thin necks and the yep. kind of like cylindrical faces and the antenna? Yep. All right. All right. The battle droids got two successes and you got one success, one advantage. So the battle droids go first. They advance forward and they take a shot at your squad. Uh, a, a hail of gunfire comes comes at your squads, but you've trained them well. As soon as uh, they there's there's a little bit of load time like the the b1 droids are just kind of holding at a ready stance and as soon as they start turning their guns towards uh your group your group just kind of spreads out so that uh, instead of spreading out they actually uh single file themselves so it's harder to hit um so there's not as much surface area because it's kind of uh, anybody's guess where these blaster bolts go because they're not super accurate. And especially with the targeting systems of these earlier models, it's also not very good. So it's actually better to make a smaller footprint because they kind of just shoot wherever they can. Uh, and your group kind of single files and the bolts shoot by, but they do not, uh, they do not do anything. Um, they don't, they don't hit their mark, but you guys are at a little bit of a disadvantage because now uh, you're not in a, a firing line at them. Um, and it is now your turn. Uh, what do you do? Do you command your men? Do you take a shot? You can do both. Uh, if there's any debris or cargo or anything, uh, the idea is to advance, uh, while suppressing fire, I guess. Got it. Uh, I want like, uh, I want my squadron is two squads together. A squadron, uh, is squadron uh, just long for squ- no other way squad, around? Yeah. Is squad short for squadron? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what is my platoon? My fleet? My murder of squads? Yes. My murder of clones? <laughs> Your duo of of squadrons? My pack? Anyway, yeah. uh, all eighteen of these there's folks. A, the idea- anyway, a, yeah. uh, the idea is for uh, me and maybe one or two of the uh, more specialized clones to advance while the majority of them sort of suppress fire. Um, oh, and so, it. if there's any 
cargo, anything we can sort of hide behind some big shipping crates that are blaster proof. This is a completely open hallway, but you are a heavy boy. You prefer heavy armor because, uh, the blaster fire from the light blaster fire from these, uh, these B one models isn't super, super crazy, uh, damaging. So the more armor you have, the more you can withstand it. And you like having high firepower and, and heavy, heavy armor. And so you outfit your sergeants the same way. So the two sergeants that are with you both have heavy armor and they're currently standing in front, uh, to kind of protect the people with lighter armor, uh, behind that can easily jump behind them. Um, and so the, you're right behind the Jedi and then there's one on your left, one on your right. Uh, and then there's the four battle droids that are just willy nilly spread out, uh, shooting. Do I happen to have some sort of EMP grenade? Cause that would be so good. I have you've a destiny got, point. You've got some grenades, but in this close, like you're in, in the middle of a hallway, and your primary concern is protecting or basically doing what your your general says and protecting your general and throwing a grenade it could get hit in the air bad things could happen and so it's a little it's a little too um risky and you have a mount number 2 to 1 and and scientists <laughs> you know, saying <laughs> Scientists Phone aren't man. quite sure how EMPs affect the force anyway <laughs> right so <laughs> It's really anybody's guess. Well, I mean, Jedi's can't use microwaves for that reason. So, <laughs> I mean, it's a known fact. It's a known fact. <laughs> they have to wait for their their food to heat. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're we just lay down some blaster fire. Uh, I think in the past, uh, General Sirish has uh, sort of taken point on these missions. Uh, and even even with my specialty like uh i think the idea is that i am generally uh laying down suppressing fire for her for the most part and just trying to clear a path for her most of the time got it yeah absolutely um so you can, as your maneuver, issue a command to one of your sergeants to command his uh, his squad to attack. Uh, I do that. Okay. So uh, you command them to attack. So their attack is with three yellows and one green and then two difficulty. How? <laughs> uh, I fa- we failed with three advantage. So, so you shoot, uh, and you're laying down suppressive fire, but you do not make contact, but this is a kind of standard thing. Sometimes you do because one of the squads can lay down suppressive fire or the people with a heavier guns can actually hit. So, uh, you can actually make the attack now and you can pass those advantages uh, to yourself. Oh yeah. You gotta believe I do that. This is my dream. My dream flashback. Exactly. I'm the hero. In all actuality, it didn't go this smoothly, but the way you remember it. Uh, in fact, since I'm eh, since I'm going to go ahead and pass myself some advantage, uh, I think uh, I was gonna. I was thinking of a cool maneuver, but uh, it's an empty hallway. There's not a lot of cool stuff you can do yeah. there. Uh, so I think uh, Cannon does run forward uh, a bit and uh, darts to the left side of the corridor and uh, attempts to take some pot shots at uh, 
is there in Star Wars, can you take like two quick good shots, like a double attack kind of deal? Yeah, you well, you can uh, you can auto fire and your gun. has. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's a little bit more difficult, but if it hits, it's wonderful. Yeah. Well, here's the good thing. If I do good, then it just lends credence to that one scene I had. Exactly. Uh, like the last episode. Like, this is if I do thing. bad, then I learned. Then I just learned. You know? <laughs> exactly. This works perfect either way. All Got right. It. Let's do that. All right. So you rush forward uh, and you move into uh, close range uh, if you decide. Well, to I do a little move. bit of a baseball slide, I think, too. Nice. kind of rush forward and I take a little baseball slide and then I prop up on one knee uh, and take some powerful heavy shots i have a cool. heavy blaster kind of deal yeah so you take two strain uh to get up close but now you're in close range so it's one difficulty so your auto fire is only two difficulty now so it's two difficulty with your heavy range and you get two boosts because you passed them to yourself from the other people and i'm breaking a little bit of the rule for the flashback <laughs> no i appreciate that i hate yeah. rules we'll they're uh coarse and rough and get everywhere well all right so wow that was like the best role i've ever had i wish the rest i wish the rest of the crew was here to see how good this role is (laughs) uh two success one advantage and one triumph this is canon's thing with the triumph, you can actually activate the auto fire property because you can use a triumph to activate a property. So yeah, so you you hit with eleven damage and activate the auto fire. So you hit twice. Uh, eleven damage is enough to kill um, two <laughs> of the troopers. Uh, so you kill all four of them. How do you do that? Describe that to me. It's this dark hallway. There's there's red blaster fire lighting up. There's the the blue glow of the lightsaber, and you so, just run forward. Yeah. So I think that this is uh, maybe. Uh, is this where they started to call you Cannon? <gasps> I think. Uh, well, that's his. Uh, it's his mon or his uh, serial number. God, what are you? That's his. You know, normally you kind of call it like a Christian name, but I don't know what you call it. <laughs> it's his birth name. I, it's what he's, it was on the tank when he was uh, uh, coming out. He's always Got been it. canon. He was bred to be a heavy boy. Got it. Uh, so I think that this is... Uh, These clones look a little thick. What should we do with them? Well... <laughs> thick with 2C clones. Anyway, this is the worst. Okay. T-H-I clone clone. Okay, let's cut all of this up. Uh, I think this is uh, a maneuver that Suresh and Cannon have discussed before. This is maneuver Lambda Cannon. Uh, And uh, this is a tricky maneuver in which uh, the Suresh, she uh, flashes her lightsaber on and off to create a sort of slow strobe effect. Uh, so we alternate between darkness and shooting red lasers and flashes of blue. And in that time, you sort of see uh, from place to place cannon darting forward and a little bit of a serpentine. And then he slides towards the droids in a baseball slide and he props himself up on one knee and he just. Just four, just, four shots. Yeah, just four clean shots right to the, um, I don't know, 
chassis. Shooting him in the head, do it. Yeah, straight to the chassis. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the the electrical uh, like sparks kind of shoot out, and you see the melting armor on their chassis, and they just kind of fall to the ground in piles. Uh, and um, the the general says, "Cannon, bind his hands," and uh, you start moving. Uh, you get up and you start moving towards him, and just as you start to walk forward, you hear your command communicator start to beep. And these are only used for the highest priority messages, and they must be answered immediately. These are from command. So you pull out the the communicator, and you see a hollow image of the uh, GAR, which is the the Galactic uh, Re- Republic Army Supreme Commander, and which is Chancellor Palpatine. And he says exactly three words: "Execute Order sixty six And you instantly know it is clear this, this message it is from the supreme commander and there that means that there was a clear case of the jedi um acting against the interests of the republic and the jedi would be very dangerous uh if you tried to capture them uh, because they're very hard to capture and their loyalty to each other was above all including the republic and that's why order 66 was to be carried out only with lethal force um, and you raise your rifle and the troopers surrounding you do the same thing and you let loose a volley of blaster fire towards your former general. And she releases her hold on, uh, the, um, on Lord Hain and spins around with her lightsaber and starts to block the shots. Um, but as soon as that happens, Lord Hain touches the button on his armband and the door behind him opens. And you see, as the blast door opens, uh, that it is not a weapons cache, but an arsenal. And rows of super battle droids in line start to power up and quickly start to move towards the corridor. And there's a hail of gunfire from them, from their arm cannons uh, that start entering uh, the corridor as Lord Hane kind of jumps to the side. And uh, she, now surrounded in the crossfire, um, starts deflecting blaster bolts uh, back and forth, and um, she disables three super battle droids that come through and and knocks down two of, of your men that are shooting. But you can only do so much against that heavy onslaught. And one of the bolts finally makes its way through, and it burns deep in her shoulder as uh, her lightsaber uh, falls from her hand. And there's a slew of bolts that rip through her body, and she just falls to the ground. And the order was complete, but now the enemy advances. You have a new problem. And there are way too many to number. And so your action is pull back. We got to get out of here. Maybe we can destroy the facility from, from, from the ship, but we have to get out of here. There's no way our 20 men could handle these hundreds of super battle droids. Uh, and you, you give the order and the group of you run back, um, as, as you're shooting suppressive fire uh, and uh, the squad guarding the ship jumps on the ship and the ship takes off back to the uh, back to your ship, the bright memory. I think the moment that kind of burns in for Cannon is he was trying to bind Lord Hain, but as soon as that order came in, he he spun and he fired his blaster immediately uh, towards General Sirish. Uh and she did deflect it, but I think as that uh, second door opened and that uh, 
I think he was waiting for a moment where she was deflecting fire from uh, his his two squadrons, his fleet behind him. Yeah, uh, I think he was waiting for a moment when she was deflecting their fire, and he pointed his blaster and he had her square square in it. And I think he hesitates for a moment. And uh, in that moment, uh, I think someone else gets her, but he was just going mm. to pull the trigger. Mm. In, and he knows that if that other person hadn't got her, it would have been him. And uh, I think he feels it's kind of the, the same thing. Yeah. He had already made the choice and that that sticks with him seeing her between his sights just drop. And that's, that's what he remembers when he sees that blue light. He always remembers her face. This is something you've, you've remembered several times and you've had dreams of. And at first when it happened, you didn't know what was going on. You didn't know. And and you kind of told yourself to justify it this way for all you knew the, the Jedi were in full rebellion. They joined the separatists. You didn't know what was going on and you did what the order said, but some part of you still feels like, no, you knew what the right thing was to do. And you didn't do that. And that kind of haunts you as, as you wake up. Uh, and that's when the ship kind of jostles and your, your eyes open up and the, you look up and there's that blue glow on you and hear over the calm that you've arrived at your destination. 